Shalom to all. Today's office is of Lamed Zayin. We are starting Lamed Vavon the bottom line, the second word on the line. Today's office is sponsored Bishos Simcha Sabicha Panina Bas Masuda. She should be granted a Rafu Shlema Bakar of Mamish. And the Gemara says, Tan Rabbanon, ain't oifin pas of Pesach, no baking, thick bread, which means really thick matzah on Pesach. They were Beishamai, that's Beishamai's opinion. Lamzai no one alpha on top of Beishol Matirin, and they allow this. The Gemara asks, Vakam pas of how thick is thick bread? What does that mean, thick matzah? Amravuna tefach, it's allowed to be a tefach thick. Shekin matzinu belachim apanim tefach, because we find that belachim apanim in the base of Mikdash, the showbreads that were baked every single week, they were not allowed to be chamit, and they were supposed to be a tefach thick. The Gemara says, Maskev Larav Yesef, he asks, Imarabazrizin, if we said that that's allowed to be done, Bazrizin, which is with the Kaihanim, they're very conscientious and diligent, and they're going to make sure that it doesn't become Chametz. Yerim B'Sha'inu's reason, are we going to apply that same thing to people that are not Zaras? Any random person that's going to be making matzah in his house, he's not necessarily diligent enough to make sure that his dough doesn't become Chametz. And in Amr Mela, if we're going to say that with worked on bread, Yerim B'Sha'inu Mela, are we going to say that with non-worked on bread? Rashi tells us that we had to ensure that all the Menachas didn't become Chametz, and the Mishnah Menachas tells us that at minimum, every Mincha needed 300 hand rubbings and 500 fist poundings, and all this ensured that it wasn't going to become chametz. So that's with all the kaihanim in the base of Mikdash with Pasamela. However, matzah is not Pasamela, so we can't necessarily say that we're allowed to make a thick dough on Pesach. And in Amr Beitzim Vashim, if we said this with dry wood in the base of Mikdash, the wood was very dry, which means it burns a very hot fire. Yerim Beitzim Lachim, are we going to say the same thing with moist wood? Matzah doesn't have to be made with dry wood. And moist wood, the fire doesn't necessarily burn so hot. And in Amr Betanucham, if we said this with a hot oven, the oven in the base of Mikdash that was making the Lachim upon was very hot because it was used every single day. Yerim Betanuk Soinin, are we going to say this with a cold oven, meaning it's not cold. Obviously, it's going to be able to bake something, but it's not as hot as the oven of Beis HaMikdash, so it's possible that this matzah that you're making, which is thick, might become chametz. And if we said this with an oven made out of metal, which is in the Beis HaMikdash, the oven was made out of metal, so it's a very hot oven. Are we going to say the same thing applies to our ovens that are usually made out of earthenware, and the fire inside them is not really so hot, so therefore we can't necessarily compare the lechem upon him to making thick matzah on Pesach. And Omar Vyar Abba, he says, Sheila says, Rebbe B'Yichud, I asked Rebbe privately, Umanu, who's this Rebbe that we're talking of? Rav. He asked Rav. And Ikadamri, some say, Rebbe Yerim Bar Abba, Amar Rav. Rebbe Yerim Abba said in the name of Rav, Sheila says, Rebbe, I asked Rebbe, which means Rav is saying that he asked Rebbe, Beyichod, privately, Umanu, and who's that Rebbe? Rabbeinu Akadosh. That's Rabbi Huda Nasi, the one that wrote the Mishnah. My Passave, what's Passave? Really, it's Pas Meruba. It's a lot of bread. But my Karle Passave, so why are we calling it thick bread? That's because when you're kneading it, before you break it up into little small loaves, it's very thick, and that's why it's called Pas Ave. But it really just means a lot of bread. If you buy Sam alternatively, Ba'asri, the high Tana, in the area, in the locale of this Tana, the Pas Meruba, Pas Ave Karile, Pas Meruba was called Pas Ave, meaning when you're making a lot of bread, it's called Pas Ave. So now the Gemara asks, my time, why is this If it's because you're doing too much work and it's unnecessary, you don't need to be making so much bread for Pesach, my area of Pesach. So why specifically are we saying that it's Asr on Pesach? I feel beyond Nami, even a regular Yantif should be Asr to do this. We know that Tirchi Sarah is Asr on Yantif. So why was the Halacha taught specifically to Pesach? The Gemara answer is, you're right. This Tana happened to be dealing with the Halachas of Pesach, so therefore he said that you're not allowed to make thick bread on Pesach. But really, it means that you're not allowed to make thick bread, which is Pas Merubah, a lot of bread, on any Yantif, not just Pesach. And Tainami Yachiv is like this. They say, no making Pasavah on Yantif. So we see that it's 
nothing to do with Pesach, it's just Yontif. Or Beis Hillel Matirin, and Beis Hillel allows it. And we'll continue with another Bryce about what we're allowed to be Yotzer Chiv of Matzah with. Ton Rabbanin, Yotzer Mepas Nekia, Ubehadra, a person could be Yotzer Chiv of Matzah with clean bread, which means finely sifted flour. And Hadra, we already spoke about yesterday, it was not all called Hadara, it's coarse flour. Ubehsrikin Amitsuyarin, it was decorated Srikin, Be Pesach and Pesach. These Srikin were these loaves or these matzahs that were decorated, meaning they used to etch different images and whatnot into this matzah. So a person could be Yotzer his Chiv of Matzah with that. Even though they said, you're not allowed to make these Srikin Amitsuyarin, no making these decorated loaves. However, if you did make these decorated Srikin, so then you'd be allowed to be Yotzer your Chiv of Matzah with them on Pesach. On Rabbi Huda, there was a Shaul Baisus Ben Zonel Chachamim. This was asked by Baisus Ben Zonin to the Chachamim. Why are we not allowed to make these decorated Srikin on Pesach? They told him, That's because a woman, she spends a lot of time leaning over it, trying to make the perfect etching and engraving inside, and therefore it's going to become Chamet, so that's where we're not allowed to do it. So he said to them, You could always take a mold and make your engraving like that, and then right away you just imprint it on, and then you don't have to wait. It's not going to become Chamet. So they responded, Does that mean that they, meaning the Chachamim, should say that all Srikin are Asr because they may have become Chamet? However, your Srikin, Baisus' Srikin, that's permitted. No one's going to know the difference between yours and everyone else's. And if they see someone eating Srikin Hamitsu yarn, so then they're not going to know that it was done with a mold, therefore they just have to Asr at all. And Amr One time I went after my father, meaning I went with him to the house of Rabbi Gamliel, and they brought in front of him these Srikin Hamitsu on Pesach. Amarti, I said, Abba, didn't the say, you're not allowed to make these on Pesach. told me, They didn't say that a regular person in his house is not allowed to make it. They said that the bakers are not allowed to make it. That's because since they're trying to sell them, they want the decorations to be perfect, so they spend a lot of time decorating it and etching and engraving it, so therefore it might become chametz. However, a regular person in their house, they don't really care so much, they're just doing it for their family, and therefore it's not going to become chametz. Some say it was really the other way around. This is what he told him. The whole Isser is not of bakers. A regular person is not allowed to do it because it's going to take him a long time. But a baker, since he's an expert, he can make these decorations very quickly and it's not going to become chametz. And Amr we're allowed to make these Srikin if they're like Rikikin, like thin wafers or crackers. We're not allowed to make these Srikin if they're thick like rolls because then they might accidentally become chametz. And now we're going to start a sugi that's going to take us all the way to the end of today's daf. We're going to be discussing what's considered a dough in terms of something that we're allowed to be yotzer chiv of matzah with. And also, if it's a dough, it's going to be chayv and chala. We know that a dough, if it's a certain size, we have to take chala off of it. So the Gemara says, Ton Rabbanon, Hasuf Ganin, sponge type of dough, V'hadiv Shanin, and dough fried in honey, V'skiritin in a thin batter type of dough, V'chalos Hamasres, and a loaf made in a pan, V'hamadoma, and Truma and Chulin mixed together, which is called Meduma, a loaf made out of that. Petunim and Achala, all of them are pata from Chala, because they're not considered a regular type of dough. Now we ask, My Chalos Hamasres, what is this pan loaf? I'm Rabbi Shubin Levi, Zechalot Shabalabatim, this is the Chalot of regular homeowners. We're going to be discussing in Amud Bez what exactly Chalot is. And Amr Shlakish, he explains, Halalu, all these things. That we just mentioned. The reason why they're not chayv and challah is my elfa saying is because they're fried in a pan and they're not considered bread. Bread is baked in an oven and not fried in a pan. Rabbi Yechon Omar he says my elfa is chayavin. Even if something's fried in a pan, it could be chayv and challah. These were made by the sun since they were baked in the sun. That's 
not considered bread at all, and therefore they're not going to be chayav and chala. May say we're going to ask a question on Rosh Lakish. Hasuf Gan Madushan Vasrigin Asan Be'elfes. If they were made in a pan chayavin, they're chayav and chala. B'cham. If they're made in the sun, patur and they're patur. To have to Rosh Lakish, we see a refutation to Rosh Lakish that even if it was made in a pan, it's still going to be chayav and chala. Amar Ula he answers Amachar Rosh Lakish. Rosh Lakish will answer you. Hachamayskin. What are we talking about over here? Shir Siachel Besef Hidbek. You had heated up the pan and then you put the dough inside, so that's considered like you're baking it. It was first heated up like an oven and then you put the dough inside. If you first put the dough inside and then you heated it up, my it would be pata from chala that wouldn't be the standard type of bread. But now the Gemara asks, the Tani say for the end of this brayso said asan b'chama. If it was made in the san paturin, then you're pata from chala. We should have just differentiated within the case of the ratio itself. But medvar merum, one is that this dough is chayv and chal kigan shirsiachol b'sef hidbek. If you had heated up the pan and then you put the dough inside, avol hidbek l'b'sef rasiach. But if you first put it inside and then you heated up the pan paturin, so then you're pata. Why is it that we have to differentiate between putting it in the pan versus in the sun. It must be that it's not as Ula was trying to describe. The Gemara answers, We're missing something in the Brasa, and this is really what should have been taught. But Medvarmurim, one is it that you're Chayvin Chalash, you're Siach Lopsef Hidbek. When you heat it up the pan and then you put the dough inside, Avol Hidbek, Lopsefer Siach. If you had put the dough inside and then heated it up, Nasa Kaminsha, Samachama, it's like you put it in the sun, Upturin, and so you're Pater. So we have no question on Rish Lakesh. Tashma, we have another attempted proof. Yotin Matzahina, a person could be Yotzi Ischiva Matzah with Matzahina. That means half raw or half baked, depending on how you want to look at it. Hina comes from the word na, which means raw. So Hina means it's half baked. With matzah, so if continues this brasa, you could also be able to hear matzah with that which was baked in a pan. So we see that if it was baked in a pan, it's considered like regular bread. You could be able to hear matzah. The more answer is no. That's also talking about a case where the pan was first heated up and then you put the bread inside. That's considered like bread and you'd be chayv in chala and it's also considered like regular bread. So you could be able to hear matzah with that. Now we just ask my matzah Hina, what does that mean matzahina? How do we describe? How do we know if something's half baked or not? parsa. If you're going to break it in half, the and strings of dough are not going to come from this broken piece. You know when your challah is really not baked and you break it and you say there's actually strings of dough coming out? That's considered completely raw. However, even if it's half-baked, as long as strings of dough are not coming out of it, that's considered matzahina and that's still kosher to be used as matzah. Amar Rava, Rava says, Also with the breads of the taido, we know the carbon taido was brought with 40 different types of breads, 30 of which had to be matzah, and over there you're also allowed to use matzahina. The Gemara's pshita, that's obvious. It says bread over here with matzah, it says bread over here with the lacham of the taido, so why should there be a difference? The Gemara says, you might have thought, since it says in regards to lachmei taida, the hikr vimenu, and he shall bring from them, he shall give as an offering, one from every carbon, meaning the kain gets one of every single loaf. And what do we learn from here? Echad, the kain gets one from every type. Shalit paris, he has to get a full one. It's not to be broken. And with this matzahina, this half-baked matzah, we might have thought that even though it's half-baked, so it's still kosher for matzah, it's still not considered kosher enough for the Lach Taida, it's considered like it's broken. Kamash Blan, the Chiddush is that it's kosher even for Lach Taida, even though it's only half-baked. Now we go back to our Machlech as Rebbech and Reish Lakish. Mesa, we ask a question. Hama which we're going to describe what that is. It's a certain type of dough. Beis Shammai Paitrin, Ubeshil Mechayavin. Beis says that this type of dough is Potter from Chala, and Beshil says that you're Chayav. Hechlita, a type of dough called Chalot, which we've mentioned previously. Beis Shammai Mechayavin, Ubeshil Paitrin. So it's the other way around. And now we just ask Eza Hama Isa, Eza Hechlita, what's the difference between Meisa and Chalita? We say hamiisa kamashagavimoglashin. Miisa is when you take the flour and you place it on top of boiling water and then you make the dough. Hechlita, what's chalita? Moglashin shagavim kamach. That's when the boiling water is placed on the dough. The brayzer continues. Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yosi Aim Rishum Aviv. He says the name of his father Zevazel Petur. Both of them are going to be put from chalav. Amila. Some say Zevazel 
Chiyuv, both them are going to be Chayv and Chalav, a Chom Remim, and they say, Echad Zev, Echad Zev. It doesn't make a difference if it's Chalito or Meisa, Asan Be'ilf is Pater. If it was made in a pan, then it's Pater from Chalav, but Tana, if it was made in the oven, Chayv, then it's going to be Chayv and Chalav. But Tana Kama, we ask, Maishna Ham Isu, Maishna Chalito. Why is the Tana Kama, he's the one that was quoting the opinions of Besham and Beshil, why does he make a difference between Meisa and Chalito? Why should Besham and Beshil's opinions be switched around? You're right, whatever the Machlekes Besham Beshil is, by Meisa, it's also by Echlita. Vitavra, Mishishanazu, Leishanazu. And you're right, whoever taught the Reisha didn't teach the next part of the Reisha, meaning it's really two different Tanaim. However, now we come to our question. Ketani Mias, at any rate we learned in this Brisa, Vacharim they say, Echad Zev, Echad Zev. It doesn't make a difference if it's Meisa or Echlita. Shasan Be'elfas, if it was made in a pan, Pater, then it's going to be Pater from Chala. Vitano, if it was made in the oven, Chai, then it's going to be Chai and Chala. Tifti Rabbi Echanon. This is a refutation to Rabbi Echanon who said if it was made in a pan, then it's going to be Chai and Chala. He'll answer tonight. It's actually Machlekes Tanaim. Tatan, you have a bride. So Yochi Hey Meisav Chaluta Chayiv Machala. You might have thought that Meisav Chaluta are Chayiv Machala. Tamalemer, we have a pasuk Lechem. It's got to be bread. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, he says Ein Lechem Ela Afu B'Taner. Bread is something that was baked in an oven. And now we try to explain. Rabbi Yehuda Hainu Tanakama. Isn't Rabbi Yehuda and Tanakama saying the same exact thing? It has to be considered bread. Elav, it must be Meisav Chayiv. The difference is whether or not it was baked in a pan. Tanakama, however, he holds Meisav Chayiv, and that even though it was baked in a pan, it's still considered like bread. Rabbi Yehuda. Sovereign, he holds myself as paturin that if it was baked in a pan, it's pater and it's not considered chala. So Rabbi Yechon has someone to support him. That's a tanakama of his brisa. The Gemara answers like that's not a raya. The kuliyama myself as paturin. Everyone agrees that it was baked in a pan. It's pater from chala. Vahachin over here. They're arguing about taking this bread that was baked in a pan and then putting it in the oven. Tanakama sover he holds kim since he went and he baked it in an oven lechem karina bay. It's considered like bread. Rabbi Yehuda sover ain lechem el afu betanur meikara. Bread is only something that was originally baked in an oven. Oven and not baked anywhere else. And since it wasn't baked in the oven, it was put in a pan. It's not considered like bread. Now, Amarava, my time is Rabbi Huda. What's Rabbi Huda's svara? The Chsivit says in the Pasuk, and 10 women will bake their bread in one oven. What do we learn from here? Bread that was baked in only one oven, that's considered lechem and it's chayv and chalav. But if it wasn't baked in one oven, if it was put in a pan and then it was put in the oven, in kar lechem, that's not considered lechem. And we conclude the sugi with the following Yosef Rabba Rav Yosef Achayd Rav Zera Rabba and Rav Yosef were sitting behind Rav Zera the Yosef Rav Zera came to Ula and Rav Zera was sitting right in front of Ula and Ula was teaching Amalei Rabba Rav Zera so Rabba leans in and asks Rav Zera but Yimi Neme Ula please ask Ula Hidbik Me Bifnim Versech Mabuchot what about if he took the dough he put it inside the pan and then he fired up the pan from the outside meaning he put the pan on the fire Mahu what's the halacha is that considered like bread is it chayv and chala Amalei so he told him my Amalei what do you want me to tell Ula the Aminalei if I ask him your question Amalei he's just going to tell me Hainu my that exactly is the story of Maisa Elfes. So why am I asking that question? Now, Amalei Rav Yosef, Rav Zera, Rav Yosef leans in and he asks Rav Zera, Please ask Ula, What about if he took the dough, he put it inside the pan, but then he tilted the pan and angled it in a way where it was directly opposite the fire. Is that considered like Maisa Elfes or is that like baking bread? Amalei, so he responded, My Amalei, what do you want me to tell Ula? If I ask him your question, Amalei, he's just going to tell me, This is exactly what poor people do since they want to save on firewood and they don't have a lot of firewood, therefore they tilt the pan in a way that the bread bakes faster. There's no reason for me to ask them that question because we already know the answer to it. We're going to pause here for the day and we're going to pick up tomorrow with more discussions of what we're allowed to use as matzah and what's not allowed to be used as matzah. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.